Hello, and welcome to the Aging in for Sissies podcast. My name is Marcy Beckus, and I am your host. Well, on today's episode, I am going to talk about your wallet. I bet you don't give your wallet a lot of thought, but you should. And I'm going to give you the reason why today. So sit back, relax, grab that cup of coffee. If you're listening in the morning, grab a glass of wine. If you're listening in the evening or some iced tea and just enjoy an episode about wallets. All right, well, I am recording today from out of town again. I'm on another little road trip. This time I flew. I'm in Arizona at my nephew and his wife's home. I am hanging out with my 13-year-old niece and my 15-year-old nephew. I don't want to say babysitting because I'm certainly not babysitting. But I'm here for the week. I am more like an anti-Uber. Lots of driving. Actually, not too bad. It's an easy week schedule. We've already been swimming in the pool, made some macaroni, craft macaroni and cheese for one and a quesadilla for the other. Life is easy. Life is good. Very happy. We're going to figure out where we're going for dessert tonight. I think we're going to go to Sonic's and see what they have for dessert. So it's fun. I'm looking forward to the week. I love being here in Arizona. As everyone knows, I do love the desert. The weather's been beautiful. It's been perfect. Swim time, doggy time, and kid time. I couldn't ask for anything more. So I hope your spring is starting out well. You know, this week in Chicago, oh my gosh, the weather was gorgeous. It was between 70 and 80 every day. It was beautiful. Um, Craig and I did a lot of fun things. Well, he worked, he did taxes a lot. Let's be real. He's a procrastinator. Um, One of my children, Kyle, is also a procrastinator. I think my other one is too. I don't think either one of them have done their taxes, or if they are, they're doing them as we speak. So that was part of the week. And then Craig and I, we went, um, I want to get an electric bike. I know a lot of you probably have them. I realized we should probably do some research. So we went to a great bike place about two blocks up from our condo in Chicago on Friday, and we talked to a very knowledgeable young man there. I felt so old at times, I have to tell you. I cannot hoist my leg up like I used to. I got some work to do. But learned a lot about the electric bikes. There's level one, two, and three. I'm definitely getting a pedal assist bike. You always have to pedal at some point. You can't just drive it like a motor. Scooter, I don't want that. I don't want anything that I feel is like going to overtake me or scare me or anything like that. I had thought I wanted one of those smaller bikes. Turns out that those smaller bikes weigh more than the bigger bikes. And um, they don't call them a boy and a girl bike anymore. The one that AKA used to be known as a girl bike is now called a step through. And I think that's fair. And I think it's smart marketing because a lot of older gentlemen are going to be buying these bikes and aren't able to hoist their legs either like we used to. So I think a step through, and I think that's a fair, you know, you should be able to ride what you want. If you want the bar there, great. If you want a step through, it should be a step through. So I think it's changing with the times and I'm thrilled about that. I think it's really smart. I think it's really good. 
So did a little bit of shopping for that. We had a great experience on Friday. So in Chicago, there's a, the Lincoln Park Zoo along the lake, and it's free year-round, open 365 days a year, and it is free. But as a member, you get lots of perks like free parking, which at $25 a shot, it's worth being a member for that. And we had a lioness um, of the pride there that had three cubs in January. And so Friday, they were opening the doors and allowing the cubs to go out if they wanted to, and the mom and the dad. And of course, they all came out. It was fun. If you haven't seen it, go online. Lincoln Park Zoo Lion Watch is what it's called. And they are adorable. Three adorable, adorable cubs romping and running. And the nice thing about the Lincoln Park Zoo is all the animals have an indoor and an outdoor. And they get to choose whether they're outside. They don't have to go outside if they don't want to. And I I don't ever think they're really forced inside. Uh, Maybe in sub-freezing temperatures, but they can choose on what they would like to do. So like they said, the cubs were going to be given the choice didn't mean that they were going to come out. But of course they did. So that was great. So it was really fun to watch that. So just had a beautiful week. The tulips are coming up in Chicago. The flowers, uh, the trees are budding. Uh, daffodils are coming up. It's um, extremely beautiful. It's um, summer, not summer in the city, spring in the city. Our condo association, we have a huge giant deck on the roof of the 10th floor. And then the pool is on the roof of the 12th floor. And then our building goes up 54 floors. But those are separate roofs of other parts of the building. And so they're outdoors and they're just beautiful. And they're getting ready. The furniture is coming out. The pool is getting filled. So it's the excitement of the 100 days of summer in Chicago. Looking forward to that. And then I got to come here to Arizona, which has just been beautiful. Today's weather was gorgeous. And I feel very privileged. Craig is heading to Utah this week. He has decided to take a part-time job building hotels as always. And he's going to be working three days a week, which after spending three days, three weeks home with him retired, I think is probably a really good idea. Um, He's very excited. The company's name is Acumen, and they've worked it out where Craig will be working half-time, and they're excited to have him as well they should be. He's super smart and super good at what he does. So he's going to be doing some hotels. He's going to be working on one there in um, St. George. So he's flying to Utah this week, and then he's going to fly and join me here in um, Arizona for a couple days, hang out with me and the kids. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. I think it's a great way. I I honestly believe it's a great way for someone who really, Craig really loves working and loves what he does. I think it's a great way to retire a little bit. And then by the time he's 70 in a few years, I think he'll be ready to walk away completely. Um, We did have a lot of fun things this week, but I will tell you it's a lot of together time. And Craig is a little needy in the um, IT department, and I get tired of being asked questions. So I think it's a good thing he's going to work. And his company has an IT department, and he doesn't need me so much. I'm not one of those people that needs to be needed all the time. I'm pretty self-independent. So it looks like he'll be traveling three days a week clicking those miles back into our account. Uh, We had had a lot of people that were coming to visit in June. Everybody is canceled. So now 
we have nobody coming to visit in June. Oh, I think my niece and nephew are still going to come. So that's exciting. But I had my kids. It's just funny. You know, people's plans change. So looking forward to some more visitors. So if you're out and about and you want to come visit Craig and I in Chicago, we'd love to see you. Well, we have a very exciting and thrilling topic today, and that is wallets. Bet you haven't ever thought about your wallet. Really? So we're going to talk about some wallet safety tips and things that you should have in your wallet and you shouldn't have in your wallet. So get ready. We're going to talk wallets. Wallets. What have you thought about wallets? I bet you think about color, type, whether they're thin, thick, how many credit cards they can hold, cash, coin. I'm very picky, or I used to be very picky about my wallets when I would buy a regular wallet. I no longer buy a regular wallet. I have a small um, one that doesn't allow anybody to read my cards out of my wallet or my purse. Um, I can't even think of the word that they use for it. AFD approved. You can find them on um, Amazon. They're not fancy. I don't keep my money and, you know, my cash and my coin in them. I keep that in another part of my purse. I carry a very small purse now. I carry a crossbody. Walking in the city, it's much better to have a crossbody purse than it is to have anything dangling that people can grab or maybe get into. It is something that you have to think so about living the in the city that I carry. And in that, I keep a small wallet. It's not a very big wallet at all. And, and one of the reasons is I have learned what you need to keep and you don't need to keep in your wallet. And you really need to pare it down. You need to pare it down just like you do when you're traveling. And I think that's how you should carry it around daily. So let's talk a little bit about that. So what, what are the first steps of getting your wallet pared down? So take everything out of your wallet and sort it all with an eye to pairing it way back. Remove old receipts, shopping lists, business cards, single store, single store credit cards you should not carry around for sure, but we'll talk about why. So single store credit cards that rarely get used, coffee shop punch cards that you'll likely never fill up on. If it's not something you'll need often or in an emergency, keep it at home. So you'll find, I know a lot of us have punch cards and things like that. Honestly, you can get all those things set up at your wall in your wallet on your iPhone or your phones. Your phones can carry all those things that keep track of when you go somewhere. So all of you that know me know I love a Diet Coke and I love nothing more than a fountain Diet Coke. So I go to 7-Eleven probably once a day to get a fountain drink because it's right next to my where I live. So uh, in my wallet, I have downloaded the 7-Eleven Rewards wallet. It's called the wallet on your Apple phone. And, and I just, sc- they scan that and it, it keeps my points and it lets me know when I get a free soda or I get a free drink. And you can do that with Starbucks. You can do that with all of the things that you're keeping. So do no more punch cards. So uh, you want to create a safe and storage um, system at home for the occasional white wallet items you remove. So your single store cards and things like that. You can put extra cash in there too. 
and then you'll be able to grab cards when they're needed and when you're doing an errand that you may go to that particular store. Consumer advocates advise making photocopies or taking smartphone photos of the front and the back of all your cards so you know whom to contact if they go missing. So this is something I've done forever. And I've always wondered, because I started doing it because I wondered, well, if they steal my wallet, how am I going to know who to call on each credit card? Because it's literally on the back of the card. So I've always done that. And it's a very smart thing to do. You should do it for all your credit cards. But I'm going to tell you, do not take a smartphone picture. Because if somebody steals your phone, then they've got the front and the back of your credit card. They've got that special code. They've got everything. Don't do it. Or if you do, print them out and put them somewhere. But just make a copy. Go buy a a Kinko's or something if you don't have a printer at home. We have a printer at home that has the ability to make copies. You can open it up, put them on the glass. It's what I've always done. I've done it with all our cards. So, again, if your wallet goes missing, you have that information. I'll tell you, we were in Budapest, and we had just gotten there. Craig and I had gone out to dinner. We had come back to our beautiful Marriott Hotel. We had some dessert and coffee in the lobby. Craig had put his wallet in the inside part of his jacket up by your heart. You know, there's an inside pocket. It was a leather coat. Because that's a safe place to have it. Nobody, you, You could feel someone going in there. Well, he had put his coat on the back of the chair. And while he was sitting in it, I had gone to the front desk to ask a question. And during that time, what we didn't realize till we got to our room is someone had lifted his wallet. Right there in the lobby, Craig was sitting right there on the chair and never felt it. They looked at the videotape. They saw the people do it. I had Craig go down. We were right on the river, so there was a lot of trash cans right along the river there. And look, but there was also a trolley car that stopped right there. So all they have to do is time it. The trolley car is coming. They jump on it. They're gone. We looked. We couldn't find it. But I, of course, had my credit cards. And again, when we travel... I don't take mine anymore. We don't take them both out at the same time. In other words, I may leave my wallet behind in the safe. Craig takes his credit cards, vice versa. So we always, you know, we don't get hit and lose it all. So again, taking photocopies is really smart because then you have the information. So let's just talk about things that you shouldn't keep in your wallet. Here are 10 things you should remove from your wallet and store in a safe place, depending on how often you need to access them. So the number one thing is, and I I hope to God nobody's doing this, your social security card. You do not need it for daily use and criminals could use it to open lines of credit in your name or sell it to another criminal. Your social security number is by far your most important number. And it's interesting because the kids were asking me what my podcast was going to be about. And I told them and they they were laughing because, I mean, it is a silly subject. But I said, it's things like your social security card. And they kind of looked at me and I said, your social security card is so important. And, you know, it's funny, us moms, when we turn them over to our kids, when we turn any important papers over to our kids, whether it's the husband or the moms, whoever turns that paperwork, their birth certificate, we feel like we own that stuff. And when you give it to them, it is very scary because again, the social security card is no joke and you need it. And a lot of times when you're starting a new job, they need to see an actual, not a copy, but an actual social security card. So you should not be carrying that around in your past. It should just never be carried around 
it needs to stay home. Unless you're going to a specific appointment to Medicare or somewhere where you need to bring that card, you should not be carrying that card around. Multiple credit cards and credit card receipts. Choose one credit card and one debit card you wish to use most and leave the others at home. Craig and I have done that. And how we've chosen is we've gone through all our credit cards and looked at the ones that are giving us the best deals on miles. Maybe it's five times per, you know, miles per eating out or getting gas and those kinds of things. So, you know, take a look at your cards. Only take a couple. Do not take that whole wad of cards that you may have. Multiple credit cards are a gold mine for criminals. They can easily charge items online or send runners to different stores. So think about that. They steal your wallet, they divvy out the cards to the runners, and they run all at once to use the cards before you catch that your wallet's even been lifted. And you don't want to keep your credit card receipts, all that. Take them home. Put them in a safe place. If you keep track of things, keep them in a safe place. Don't keep them stacked up in your wallet. There is information on there that can be damaging to you as well. No longer carry a checkbook around or even a blank check. Well, I'm going to tell you, I keep a blank check in my glove box. And it came in handy when I was on my trip. But don't keep it in your wallet. Please don't keep it in your wallet. Um, The days when you might need one for a purchase are almost in the past, and you know when you're going to need a check. You can write it before you leave home. Do not carry a checkbook with you anymore. I know that's going to be hard for a lot of you, but if somebody gets a hold of those checks, money could go out of your account very fast. So your work ID card... Don't keep your work ID card in your wallet. Keep it in your purse or in another place, but don't put it in your wallet. Put it on a lanyard. It's not It's not a good idea, especially because if someone steals your wallet and they get your work ID card or your scanning card, that causes you a whole big problem at work. Your passport, that is a big duh, but I don't know. Maybe some people carry their passport around. Don't. Don't. People steal it, steal your identity. Okay, now this one is a crazy one, but I bet you there's people out there that do this, a list of your passwords. If you aren't allowing Chrome or Safari to save your passwords for you, it's time. It's time. Go online, learn, watch a YouTube video, how to save your passwords on Chrome, how to save your passwords on Safari, how to access them if you need them. Gift cards that are not fully redeemed. Don't carry them around with you all the time. You take them when you know you're going to go to that place. You lose a gift card, you lose it. It's gone. It's no good anymore. They can use it anywhere they want. There's no way. You don't have to prove anything when you have a gift card. So honestly, if you're carrying around a wad of gift cards, please don't. You know, best case scenario, lock them in your glove box in your car. So you have them when you need them, but lock it up, lock that glove box up. You know, you can lock your glove box, people. Um, So that's a good idea instead of carrying them around in your wallet. But passports, social security cards, those should be in a safe place at home. They should also be in a place in an emergency that you can grab them quick. Um, California wildfires, um, places with tornadoes, those kind of things. You need to get that quick access to that information and take it with you. Birth certificates would be added to that. Do not ever carry your birth certificate around with you. I don't know anybody that does, but if you do, don't. 
Um, a birth certificate should also be in that safe place. Library card. It sounds benign, but a crook can always check out lots of books and sell them for a buck or two a piece. Well, who thought of that? I never did, but okay, don't carry your library card around with you willy-nilly. And don't put an extra house key in your wallet. Do not put an extra house key in your wallet. That's just ridiculous. And at this point, you really should probably be putting a front door lock that has a code. You should get rid of the key. You know, your Medicare card... Your insurance cards, you do need to carry those around. Um, I think that they are definitely important. You can only carry them when you're going somewhere, but I, I, I personally think those things need to be in your wallet. Insurance cards are super important. Just remember, criminals can steal your information. They can walk by you with a scanner and scan your purse or your wallet in the back pocket and get as much information as they need to wreak havoc on your life. So make sure you have an RFD approved wallet that can't be scanned. I can't stress that enough. I don't care if they're not cute. I don't care if they're not pretty. They are important. People are walking around all the time with scanners. I've talked about this before. So take a look at your wallet, pare it down, especially when you're traveling. If you feel comfortable carrying all your garbage around with you on a daily basis in the United States, fine. But when you're traveling, keep it keep it thin. Keep it slim. You don't want to have a bunch of extra stuff with you. And if something happens like happened to Craig, and honestly, he had no idea they were that good. His coat was around his chair, which is right next to him. It was on an inside pocket of the coat. Inside pocket, not an outside pocket. So that's, that's pretty professional. And they're out there and they're looking to steal your hard-earned money and your hard-earned identity. So empty that wallet out, thin it out, and keep it clean. I hope that you guys have been listening over time and have been listening to some of the podcasts and have been doing some of the things suggested. I hope you're doing self-care. I hope that you're taking care of yourself and others, but making sure you're taking care of yourself so you can care for others. Next week, I'm very excited. We have a woman named Sylvia. I'm going to be interviewing her and she is um, going to talk to us all about hospice. And hospice, I learned a lot with um, my mother-in-law, and I think there's a lot of information that you have wrong, that you're not aware of, and I think it's going to be a great episode. So make sure you catch next week's episode. Hopefully you're catching all of them. You're telling your friends, trying to grow this baby and trying to get it bigger and bigger. I appreciate you listening. I look forward to next week. And right now we are going to have our senior moment. Okay, we know that seniors are the number one target for fraud. We've talked about fraud, and I didn't say frog, I'm saying fraud. We've talked about fraud on this podcast many times. I am encouraging you more and more to be very safe with emails. I am getting things that definitely look real. 
do all your double checking, click on the email address. That is the number one place. If you click on the email address and it's some random names and numbers, you know that didn't come from Bank of America. You know it didn't come from Netflix. If your Netflix is running, your account isn't overdue. Netflix is one of the number one fraud emails going around that looks real, feels real, sounds real. Click on that email that it came from. I guarantee you that doesn't look real. So since we're talking about wallet safety and that type of thing, I just wanted to remind you fraud. Phone calls do not come from the government. They do not call you about your taxes. They're not going to arrest you. Your grandson is not kidnapped. All these things that happen, and certainly if they are asking you for gift cards of any kind, you know that's fraud. Immediately that is fraud. If your bank calls, say, you know what, I'm not comfortable talking to you. I'm going to hang up and call my bank directly and call your bank and see if there is, quote unquote, the problem that someone just told you about. If it is, great. Then you're talking to your bank, you know, because you called. If someone calls you and says there's a problem, say you know what I'm going to call the co- I'm going to call the company back and I'm going to ask for the fraud department or whatever department you need to and talk to somebody. You don't have to talk to someone just because they called you. You're under no obligation to give anybody information ever. So just remember that. Remember that you can get a hold of me at www.agingaforsissiespodcast.com. You can email me at agingfast1 at gmail.com. And you can get my podcast anywhere. Everywhere and anywhere there are podcasts. My podcast is there, Aging Ain't for Sissies. I thank you for listening. And what do I always say? Aging Ain't for Sissies. 